to the Listen First podcast, brought to you by the Chapman Foundation for Caring Communities. Our vision and mission is to strengthen relationships and build stronger communities through listening, leadership, care, and service to create a truly human connection. Learn and partner with us as we imagine a society in which people care about each other and listen first. Hello and welcome back to the Listen First podcast. I'm Adam Salgut and with me today is Katie Trotter. Katie, tell me a little bit about your holiday. How was your Christmas? How was your new year? It was great. It was probably one of the quieter holiday seasons that we've had in a while. And I really just appreciated some time to have things moving a little bit slower. Yeah, I can't blame you there. It's always good to slow down when we can. It was kind of the same for us too, an opportunity to relax. Uh, we let the our young ones stay up till about 11 o'clock. And after on New Year's Eve, I should say on New Year's Eve till about 11. And then they kind of pooped out. So <laughs> we put them to bed and got to stay up ourselves a little bit longer and watch a ball drop which we have uh, YouTube TV. So it's delayed by like a minute and a half. We realized when our cell phone were <laughs> when our cell phones were at midnight and they were counting down at 30, <laughs> we were like, oh, well, I guess there's a delay on the internet. But one element of the holiday season is certainly gift giving, right? I mean, we, we look for special gifts, whether those be physical items or maybe something that we do for someone. Like for example, two of our girls did not have their like one month photo picture frames completed, or I should say their monthly photo picture frames up their first year. You know, when you take a one month, two month, three month photo. Oh yeah. I spent time digging through our photos and on Facebook, finding all, you know, months leading up to the one year and then putting them in this picture frame that our mother-in-law had bought each of them a while ago. (laughs) So finally completed that for my wife. It was uh, a bit of a physical, but really more of a sentimental item that I knew that she wanted complete. The reason I bring up gift giving is the idea of, we always want to make people feel good, you know, in our lives and especially our partners. And so today we're going to talk about partner appreciation, moving beyond gifts. And to get started, Katie, set the set the tone for us a little bit and what that means. The idea of showing appreciation to your partner, but maybe it's not about a physical gift or even, you know, little gifts that you might buy or little gifts you might tell them. We're going to break down ways to show appreciation and how that connects into our daily life, right? Not, not, with Valentine's Day coming up or anything like that, how it connects into our daily life. That's great. And Adam, I think I love how you really pulled out that concept of gift giving. I think we often talk about acts of service, doing something to help your partner. But what we really want to focus on today from appreciation is how we can give meaningful verbal recognition statements daily right? Or hourly, if you really want to be a show off about it, but just all of these small moments that you can seize to really make your partner feel appreciated. I love that. So I think there's a a level of remembering who we really care about and what we want to do for them. Right. And so I think it's oftentimes easy to like, not do that on the daily, right. To not give any type of reaffirming statement about thank you for handling dinner or thank you for taking care of the floor, you know, the dirty floor or any, any of these little things that happen in all of our lives every day. So let's talk a little bit about setting up a story. Maybe do you have an example of what this looks like in real life? Yeah, I thought the timing of it was, was really great when I saw the topic come up, especially in a holiday season when 
things can tend to feel a little bit distracting, right? You're trying to balance schedules or parties that you might need to go to or tracking on the gifts list and all of these different items. I think sometimes these words of affirmation can stop you in your tracks and kind of reground you a little bit. We had gone through the holiday and because I had a little bit of time off, I love to cook. So for me, I had made a bunch of meals up for the week. Um, I really enjoy that process. And I knew that my husband, Jonathan, had a busy week coming up. And so I put a bunch of food in these tiny little Tupperwares and had them stacked in the fridge. And I really didn't give it a second thought. And then the next day, I got a message from him that just said, I was so happy when I opened up the fridge and saw all of these meals. It made it incredibly easy for me to grab food each day. And it was one less thing I had to think of. And it just kind of caught me off guard, right? Like stopped me in my tracks of, oh, this was something that was really meaningful to him. And I probably wouldn't have even known that if he hadn't said anything. Right. So it's important to form that statement. And there's something, and we're going to talk about, you know, creating a FBI appreciation statement because there's a couple of things I caught in the way that he phrased it to you. In our pre-conversation, you had talked about like, what if he had come home and seen the, the mess in the kitchen and talk <laughs> about, you mentioned uh, Gottman. Um, you, what, what's his name exactly? The author? It's Dr. John Gottman. He actually describes himself as a researcher of relationships. Yes. So Mr. Researcher of Relationships gives us a little bit about, I don't know the best way to put it, and I'm sure you're going to give me the right term, but I think of it as setting your mind in the right state, you know, keeping, keeping the right frame of mind when you're thinking about your partner. Yeah. And it's kind of like training your brain in some ways. And he talks about in his research, this positive sentiment override versus negative sentiment override. And so sometimes we can get into a point where we really fixate on the things that our partner does that might bug us. So to your point, using my example, Jonathan very easily could have walked into the kitchen that day and his attention might've been on all of the dishes that were still in the sink when I was done. And then as the next day happens, he might also start to notice that my shoes are out in the middle of the floor, right? And at day after day after day, if you start to fixate in that space, then you start to not even notice the positive things. And if a neutral behavior happens, he might just perceive it in a negative way. So that negative sentiment override, and you're just kind of in a rut at that point. Right. So the idea here is trying to keep yourself at least in that neutral space, right? Where an, a potential annoyance is just a simple annoyance and a potential good deed is, is a good deed. So they, uh, at best, but really, I think it would probably be best to always look at positive intent and think of the best we can and go from neutral to even positive, right? Yeah. And you really actually start to build this mental habit of scanning the environment for things to appreciate. And I think it's such a beautiful environment that gets created when you can have both people in the relationship who start to get into that space. Because it's really hard to have somebody thanking you for things and appreciating you and not want to give that back. Tell me a little bit about what's been, I don't know if the right word is recommended, but talk about consistency or how often something should be said. What's the thought there? I mean, I think as often as possible, sure. but I know that there is, there's like a magical ratio they talk about, which is basically five to one. So for every, uh, maybe, I don't even know that corrective is the right word, but we talk about the fact that there might really be a behavior that you need to talk to your partner about that's really bugging you. But they would say the ratio of having given them five 
affirmations or recognition statements to every one time that you have to talk about a behavior that bugs you, it makes for a much more productive conversation. So there's something here that comes to mind, but it really isn't the mindset that we should have or, you know, think think of, of when we hear these things. So the five to one, the thing that comes to mind is buttering, buttering them up, mm. right? The idea yeah. of like, we're trying to soften the blow or trying to make it easier knowing that we've got some negativity to come. That's not really the intent of this, right? It's No, not at all, right? And we really want to get to a place where all of these things that we're doing is completely genuine. There are always a lot of things to value and appreciate about individual people. And it's probably even easier for someone that you are choosing to be in a committed relationship with, right? Because there are so many things that you love and value and appreciate. It's probably more for some of us who have that analytical number brain that really needed to say, just give me a rough idea. Sure. So it just gives them some, uh, you know, a tick mark to follow, a check mark, just an idea of like, (laughs) am I doing this enough? Am I doing this what's maybe recommended. And so that five to one ratio is something to keep in mind. Adam, you make a great point though, because if I need to confront Jonathan about something, I don't want to real quick in one hour, say five nice things to him just because I want to try to set the scale. Right. And that's not exactly what we're trying to paint here. Um, (laughs) If something needs to be said, hopefully you've already got a relationship where it can be done and done constructively. And that's another topic about, you know, how to confront um, uh, a whole nother podcast. And I think a story that comes to mind for me that I'd like to share about this type of situation, about the little things that bother you and understanding what uh, the person had been through is my wife, Becky, who's awesome. I talk about her all the time on this podcast. So those, <laughs> those that listen often know, I, I share many stories one of, one of the things that she does, the Swiffer mop gets left out after being used. And it just, every weekend I can find it either sitting, like leaning in the kitchen or leaning in the hallway. And there's a part of me that goes, okay, there's a spot for that. So why don't you put that back now that it's done? Like what happens that you put that back? But I've had to remind myself of, uh, A, I didn't sweep the floor and I didn't mop the floor. So <laughs> maybe I can just put the mop away and not necessarily bring it up to her in the idea of like, why don't you ever put that away? Right. And obviously not the best way to phrase that small confrontation to have. Uh, But that's something that comes to mind, that idea of like keeping the right mindset of something that might be a small annoyance doesn't turn into a, a big time, I don't know, big time argument or fight, because maybe you haven't taken the time to address um, other, other elements that are happening in your relationship. I love that example, Adam, because it also shows your intentionality, right? In the moment when you notice it, you're kind of taking the pause, scanning the environment for the thing that you do appreciate, right? The fact that she took the time to sweep and mop and all of that, which is step one, right? There's the internal mental part that you have, that voice inside your head, which is great for you. It still has that benefit of trying to rewire the brain. But now we really want to talk about how do you get that out and deliver it to your wife in a way that she will really feel impacted by it. And I think that's kind of where that FBI message comes in, because sometimes we either keep it all inside or we might think all of these wonderful things about I'm so glad she swept and she mopped. And then it comes out as thanks or love you. And those are great things to say. Don't get me wrong, right? That's great vocabulary to use often. But when we can be more specific, I think it can hit people in a different way. Right. So let's talk about that then. FBI, feeling, behavior, impact. 
if you've been through the OCL class, you, you have a pretty good concept of these and how they can be used in a confrontation situation, but also in this case, what we're talking about today, appreciation. Which is way and more what, fun. What, which is, yes, it is way more fun. And how much of an impact it can certainly have on somebody when we take the time to do our best to create the specific feeling behavior impact. And that, in my mind, has really just given a structure to something that a lot of people don't really have a structure for. And for some people, that structure is highly needed, meaning they just don't know how to express feelings, but by breaking it down, they find, you know, the specifics and it just helps make it simpler. And for other people, it might come very naturally where they're pretty quick to say to someone, thank you so much for handling this task. It meant a lot to me for this reason. And now we get to do such and such. So that was a really open-ended FBI there. So <laughs> let's, work, let's work on a specific one, or maybe we go back to Jonathan's and we could break that one down a little bit about him talking about the meals being there and how he didn't have to think about it. So let's, I'll let you break that down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So let's take the feelings. That one was pretty straightforward, right? The word was right in there. He said, I was so happy, right? So we have an idea. It helps me to know how he felt in that moment. The specific behavior was that I had packed the food in easy take with you on the go containers, right? That was the specific act that I did. And then the impact was that it had made his week easier, Right. right. It was one less thing he had to think about. And so that ties all of the pieces together for me, because if Jonathan had just said, thanks for the food, I don't really understand how significant that had been for him. Right. And while it is nice to hear that, thanks for the food or um, I love you. Thanks for making the food. Or, and while it is important to at least say that by taking a little bit extra time to explain why and the impact uh, of it, then you know, I think it, it hits home a little deeper to you, right? I mean, it was your situation. I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you, but I can imagine probably made your heart grow a little bit more than just hearing that I love you. Thanks for the food. Yeah. And not only did it mean more, but it also made me aware so that the next time that I was making food, right, I enjoyed that part. It's not that hard for me to put extras in little containers. And it's something that's now on my radar that wasn't before. I do want to ask what was in the containers because I'm hungry and I haven't eaten breakfast. So I'm not going to do that because that doesn't really fit our podcast. But the idea here about moving beyond gifts, let's talk a little bit about that because while physical items, and I think of gifts, I always think of physical items first. I don't think that's uncommon. I think a lot of people have a tendency to you hear the word gift and you think wrapped something or wrapped something or something in a bag of physical item. But moving beyond those types of gifts, maybe you have some research or or anything that you could contribute in the idea of like how these are long lasting effects and how they create a a bond of marriage that would last for years. Yeah. When we look through Dr. John Gottman's information, he really talks about how this um, building a culture of appreciation goes a really long way in establishing trust and that friendship. And friendship is a really important component in committed relationships. I I mean, for multiple reasons. One, who doesn't want to have a really close friend that they get along with? And again, it continues to allow this dialogue to happen even when difficult conversations come up. Because the more that we are expressing appreciation back and forth, that trust builds up, we feel seen and known, we're more intentional with our behaviors, and it all just kind of snowballs from there. 
That makes a lot of sense. And it's good that we, the more that we do this kind of thing, that the longer and long lasting impact it's going to have in our committed relationships, whether that is with our partner or potentially friendships or work relationships. So those are, those are spaces that we definitely find important. Absolutely. The FBI process of recognition messages can be used with anyone. And I I know we're talking about committed relationships today, but seeing the impact that it's had on our two daughters has been huge. I actually found one that I'd written that my oldest daughter had kept in her bathroom mirror for about three years. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's something that I'm going to keep in mind more as my kids get older here. I try to do it every once in a while with the girls as they maybe clean the floor or take care of their plates and that kind of thing and explain to them as, you know, why that's important and why it's helpful. There are times when we could tailor our message, our FBI statement to the person, right? So depending on what we know is going to impact them or connect with them a little bit more. And one of the things that comes to mind is knowing their love language. Yeah, there's uh, typically five love languages that are considered words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Thinking about what's going to make a biggest impact on who you're sending that FBI statement to can make a big difference. And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And Adam, I love that you tied it to the love languages. That's one component that you can start to get to know better about your partner. Uh, for some of us, we've been through like disc behavioral tendencies to understand are people really more focused on the people side first or the task side first. And all of these things you can take into account when you think of the impact statement. So if you think about F, B, and I, the feeling is my feeling. It is what it is, right? It's how I feel, the specific behaviors, what I noticed about the person, but really tailoring the impact is kind of for the other person, in my opinion. So for Jonathan, for example, if I were to get done saying, hey, when you took care of the girls' homework assignments tonight, I felt so relieved. My natural inclination, impact-wise, would be say something like, it makes me feel even closer to you, right? Something like that that's about how I feel again in that emotional connection. For Jonathan, I think it would mean more to him if I could tailor the impact to say, it allowed me to get through all of my work projects, and now I can have more time together with you, right? It's that quality time that would appeal or the efficiency that I was able to have as a result. That's cool. That's cool that you can kind of think about that or, you know, take the moment to figure out what what's going to mean or connect with that person a little bit more. It just goes uh, the next step further, right? Yeah. And it's all about knowing your partner and it's okay to have more than one impact. If you want to throw two of them in there, that would be fine too. So our goal then is five messages to butter them up. No. The really bad news. (laughs) No, the goal of all of this is to continue to look for things that you value and appreciate about your partner and then share that with them in a way that is going to have a big impact. And everything that happens from there is just, what would you say? Frosting on top? Is that the phrase? <laughs> uh, frosting on the cake. A cherry on top. The yeah, there we go. Any, any of those kind of cliches. That makes sense. And it's one of those elements that as we move closer towards Valentine's Day, as we in Michigan try and get through what I like to consider our dark season, <laughs> yeah. a season of winter where it's really easy to kind of get down in the dumps without as much sunshine and uh, general warmth. (laughs) It's good to think about the things that we can do to have an impact around us, to make us feel better, to make us happier, to help people that we care about the most. That is one of the things I love about 
the our community lessons class and communication skill set is while I know it initially kind of looks at yourself and you think about how it works in a work environment. I love how much it comes back home. The focus areas that we have now with parenting and committed relationships being just as big and as the other spaces, I look forward to continuing to grow in those spaces as an organization. Adam, thank you so much for having this conversation. I think at first, sometimes picking a small goal can be really helpful, right? So if it's, I want to try to appreciate verbally one thing a day for a while. And I know sometimes people talk about how it can feel a little bit scripted or my partner's going to know what I'm trying to do. And I often, when couples share that, say, absolutely. And that's okay, because what you're trying to do is to continue to grow in your appreciation for your partner. So give each other a little grace and space if it feels a little bit clunky at first. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised at how easy it starts to roll off your tongue as you get going. As always, a key takeaway. I think you've kind of already mentioned it, but maybe just one really quick thing. Reiterate a key takeaway for our listeners. You have the choice on where you want to focus your attention as it comes to your partner's behaviors. Pick a positive one. That's such a good way to put it. Yes, I agree with that. And it also helps with the mindset. We keep picking the positive ones and the little things aren't as big of a deal. Thank you so much, Katie. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Adam.